next? At your neighbor's bed and breakfast. Once upon a time, the world was cruel, and there was a witch who knew it well. And so she sold her heart to build a house in the woods where the world could never find her. At first, she would let no one into her fortress. But in the long march of days, a strange thing happened. In her own cold and spiteful way, the witch made a friend. And then another. And then several more until her house was teeming with colorful faces and complicated lives. The house would come to be known as Yazeba's bed and breakfast, and it would last for a very long time. Chapter 13, Hey Kid Goes A-Guising, featuring Chinook DeSera as Hey Kid, Abby Hepworth as Gertrude, Jay Stratman as Monday, Linda Kadega as Mr. Boggs, and Brian Flaherty as Sal and your concierge. On the front door of Yazeba's bed and breakfast, there is a sign which reads, No soliciting, trespassing, romancing, snooping, snitching, or unnecessary small talk welcome. Yazeba reserves her temper for those she catches violating these rules. However, underneath that sign is a second, smaller sign, which reads, Room for Everyone. It is always September 15th inside the bed and breakfast, even if it's summer, spring, or winter outside, because September 15th is Yazeba's favorite day. However, on this particular September 15th, Gertrude finds herself staring at the pumpkin bucket Hey Kid was clutching, puzzled. It's Halloween now? Isn't it always September here? But no one answered her question. Hey Kid was practically jumping off the walls, grinning and yelling. It's Halloween! It's Halloween! I gotta go trick-or-treating! I gotta! I gotta! Sal buried his head in his notebook. Well, I'm not taking you again alone. Last year, we nearly got mauled by wolverines, okay? Not happening again. Parrish nodded in agreement. Not with those dreadful ghouls out there. Hey Kid tried to mount an effective counter-argument, but ended up just standing, crestfallen, with their bucket scraping the ground. Gertrude looked at the pair of them and closed her journal. I can keep an eye on Hey Kid. It might be nice to get out of the bed and breakfast for a little bit after all. Hey Kid's face exploded with excitement, and in mere minutes, Gertrude found herself walking through the leaves on an unfamiliar road with Hey Kid in full costume. Across the street were a couple of kids dressed as zombies, screaming and carrying rolls of toilet paper. When one of them turned to her with no lower jaw and one eye hanging loose, Gertrude abruptly realized that she had perhaps stumbled into something she wasn't quite prepared for. Oh, no. As you may have guessed, this is an eerie chapter of Yazeba's Bed and Breakfast. So the mechanics we'll be using for this episode are the Omen deck. For this, anytime we try to push onwards in the story, any of our characters can do a bingo or a whoopsie and flip cards from the top of this deck until they reveal an Omen card. 
which is a jack, queen, king, or ace, the face cards. If they do a bingo, they'll flip cards from the top until they reveal an omen card from the black suits, the spades, or the clubs. If they do a whoopsie, they'll flip cards from the top until they reveal a red omen card. So diamonds are hearts of the face cards. Whenever someone reveals an omen card of the correct color, they'll consult the chapter rules to see what happens next and hold on to that omen card unless the rules say otherwise. If the deck runs out before they find an omen of the right suit, there's a moment of uneasy quiet and we shuffle the unclaimed cards back into the deck. At the end of the chapter, these cards will be used for our housekeeping and for character advancement. For this chapter, everyone who's playing it gets to decide whether they feel like more of a goblin or more of a guard. Goblins are here for the candy and for the fun. They're the trick-or-treaters. The guards are there to chaperone these goblins and keep the goblins from realizing that perhaps the other trick-or-treaters are a bit more dangerous than they might realize. <laughs> Additionally, everyone who is uh, coming out trick-or-treating, who's coming out with Hey Kid going a guising, gets to choose a costume from the list below or make one up themselves. So we'll, we'll go through our costumes in just a moment. In addition, if you choose to be a goblin, if you choose to be a trick-or-treater, you get some additional bingos and whoopsies to what is on your character sheet. Uh, so goblins get the additional bingos of look really endearing in your costume, which I'm sure Hey Kid will take full advantage of. Um, <laughs> and also hold your basket and say pretty please, which I don't know if Hey Kid will take advantage of because I don't know if please is quite in Hey Kid's <laughs> vocabulary. <laughs> and additionally, uh, any goblins get these whoopsies. They can scream really loudly or they can cause a ruckus. Only the goblins are going to be interacting with the omen deck. Whenever they interact with the deck, they must first say trick or treat. And as the goblin flips over the cards, they hold on to any non-omen cards. So 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And at the end of the chapter, these non-omen cards will denote how much candy they were able to get out of this trick-or-treating experience. So mm -hmm. getting, some of, getting more and more of those means more and more candy for your haul. Each omen card that a goblin flips over is going to represent a threat that the guards have noticed, but the goblins have not yet. So whenever an omen card is revealed, the goblin who revealed it describes what the threat is, based on the list in the book, and the guards must try to resolve the threat by doing bingers or whoopsies, preferably without the goblins realizing that there was ever a problem. If the problem is resolved, the goblin who turned over the omen card gets to give out that card to whichever guard they believe correctly handled the threat. If, however, the threat wasn't addressed, or if the goblin got frightened by the problem, they'll drop half of their candy, which means they have to shuffle half of their collected cards back into the deck, and if appropriate, flee from the situation entirely. Tragic. This chapter will end <laughs> when all four aces have been collected. Uh, once that happens, it is curfew time, and everyone heads back to the bed and breakfast, where we will compare our loot, and the bed and breakfast may get a couple of things to put on its shelves. Any omen cards we've collected, along with eights, nines, and tens, will be used for leftovers for our housekeeping. As there is this kind of very crisp chill in the air on this oddly Halloween-y September 15th, uh, a strange time for this particular chill and this particular visage of the moon in the air, everything is tinted with like a bit of a strange glow of, of reds and oranges and silvers. And there are a number of people about all in various dressed up costumes, lots of sheets, lots of mummies, lots of devil horn type things all going about. And I think it's about now that Gertrude looks over and realizes that a number of these denizens who are going about trick-or-treating 
are maybe doing, are maybe a little more capable of tricks than treats. <laughs> Gertrude, to start us off, can you describe Gertrude and also uh, what costume she's wearing? Gertrude is a uh, teenager who's got very tween energy, a very unsure of what she's got going on, who she is, how what she likes or how to feel about what she likes. And I think on this particular day, she is wearing her kind of signature mismatched sweatpants and like a big knit sweater sort of a thing. Oh, and she has her mask, which is covering her face uh, almost entirely. Today, we'll say it looks like she tried to maybe get into a festive spirit. So what started as a sort of just very plain round white mask with little eye holes cut out in it. Uh, she's doodled a little bit on the edges of uh. it of like maybe some little spooky stuff, some little leaves, sort of autumnal doodles kind of around the, the border of it. And because she has volunteered to take Hey Kid out trick-or-treating, she's definitely... She is a guard, although she feels some kind of way about it. She's not entirely positive she can handle this responsibility. And I think that her costume is that she has simply pulled a uh, a weird-looking hat from the back of the closet, a cl- any closet. She went into a room and found a hat in a closet, and it's one of those, like, I'm just picturing all the hats from four weddings and a funeral where they're like oh sure just weird Andy big, McDowell's hat yes ugly have lots of flower adornment on them you're you, the only place a person would ever wear them is to a British wedding and then she also took a um, mop because she couldn't find a broom and she's her, her version of like a witch but not really A very interesting uh, a pastoral witch, I suppose. It's what Gertrude found and uh, was like, okay, well, this feels festive. <laughs> you're you're holding on to this mop and this hat, and they're, the hat is threatening to escape you with the wind, and also you're kind of like whipping your head around trying to see all these different kind of ghouls and goblins that seem to be out tonight, and you're getting pulled along much faster than you'd like by a very small little child Hey, kid, why don't you uh, describe what you look like and also what costume you're wearing? Yeah, Hey, kid is in a young, like, 10-year-old type form. And they're wearing a suit that is, like, clearly too big for them. Clearly, like, an adult suit that Hey, kid kind of found, like, cut up to, like, make it fit around, like, the pa- like pants and, like, arms and stuff. And then instead of, like, because they... They don't have, like, a belt or anything. They found, like, a piece of, like, twine in Yuseva's, like, kitchen or something and tied that to, like, make the uh, the pants stay up. And uh, if you look, like, close, like, they're wearing, like, a little, like, shirt with a tie and everything. It's very, like, cute. Like, little kid in a suit. And I think if everyone looks close enough, they realize, that's one of Mr. Boggs' suits that Haykid uh, oh. went into his, uh, his room and, and stole. Haykid, <laughs> uh, like, is, like, holding Gertrude's hand before they even goes... Wait one second, and then runs back inside, goes to Yuzeva's like bookshelf, grabs one of the ghost law books from the shelf, <laughs> and comes out and is like, "I'm a lawyer that practices ghost law," uh, <laughs> and that that is that is Haken's costume. And I gotta say, this this ghost law textbook we, we've established, there's thirty or forty of these books on the shelf, and they're all 
about the size of Hey Kid's head. Like this is a large, this is a tome <laughs> uh, to this to this small child. As you guys kind of make your way out, I think uh, this is about the time that uh, Mr. Boggs all of a sudden realizes that one of his very fine suits seems to be missing, and there are clips and and little fragments and and stray strings kind of scattered from his room all the way down the stairs and out the door. Um, can you go ahead and uh, describe Mr. Boggs and uh, what you might be wearing as, as you head out uh, with Hey Kid and Gertrude? Oh, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mr. Boggs is kind of a, a dour gentleman. He wears a a bowler hat and a nice suit. I think it's all the same shade of like dark navy. He carries an umbrella and it's always raining or sort of like right above his head. Mm-hmm. Um, and he usually can, can stave off the worst of it with his umbrella, but when he turns too fast or he walks, you know, in a, in a direction that the cloud was not necessarily expecting him to walk. <laughs> <laughs> Get, get a little soggy, get a little damp. I think that he's incredibly unremarkable. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Bones! I, I love Mr. Bones! I, I think he has the kind of face that you forget two seconds after meeting him. Oh no! Mr. Bones! Oh and I think that to sort of suit that kind of unremarkability that he sort of like believes he himself is relatively unremarkable. There's like always like a fine mist kind of like around his face and shoulders as well. So I think he would just sigh, see all this. It's just like, he just sort of like immediately accepts the premise, (laughs) you know, and is sort of like holding onto his briefcase as he walks down the stairs trying to find Hey Kid, who's invariably stolen uh, one of his suits again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm guessing that Mr. Boggs, as, as you start to head out, are you putting on any kind of costume knowing that there is trick-or-treating happening or are you going just kind of in your classic attire? He's going exactly as he is. <laughs> okay. So tragic. <laughs> I mean, he has a costume somewhere. (laughs) He has a costume, um, but he's naturally just going as himself. Uh, But if anyone asks him what his costume is, I'm sure that he would be able to answer that. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) I'm really... Yeah. Of course. And as, as Mr. Boggs heads out the door and follows these scraps of one of his suits, do you think he's going out uh, in the role of a guard or is he going out in the role of a goblin? Uh, does Mr. Boggs have a bit of a, a streak of wanting some candy? No, he's such a guard. Oh, <laughs> of course he is. I don't think that's a question. And as Mr. Boggs leaves the door, we see another figure that is sitting out on the front porch and is kind of witnessing a bit of this happening Monday. Can you uh, describe your character and also uh, what costume you might be wearing as this these Halloween festivities begin to kick off? Monday is sitting and waiting, mostly because they were dying to see what Mr. Boggs was going to wear. 
Uh, and I think you see Monday's face looks just a little bit disappointed to see Mr. Boggs in the same old thing. Monday is a fairy, a little fairy merchant who runs the the gift shop at the bed and breakfast. And typically they wear a very ostentatious purple suit, almost like comically clownishly ostentatious. It's like old pirate garb every, you know, the the frills and the the vests and the all of the excess to the outfit. And most everything is like purple tinged and they look almost exactly the same, but their costume for this event is that they've added a very equally ostentatious twirly mustache and some <laughs> perfectly proportioned horns so they are a handsome devil for this evening. Oh la la. <laughs> I love it. I feel like Monday could be a goblin or a guard and truthfully I went back and forth about a hundred times in the last minute trying to decide but I think that <laughs> they want to go as a goblin because I think that they want to see what they can collect to try to uh, turn into new things to stock the gift shop and also just to kind of see what people are dressing as this year because that feels relevant somehow. <laughs> I love that. I, I love the idea of yeah, you going out and trying to like collect things for the gift. Like, oh, there's people giving out free stuff? <laughs> yeah, Great. <exactly. laughs> I have to spend my Let's money. stock this. <laughs> Great return on investment there. Yeah. As you start to head off uh, down after Hey Kid in your, your fairy costume and your horns, you hear uh, some pretty heavy footsteps running down the stairs. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait for me, wait for me. And bursting through the front door is uh, Sal, who is normally wearing what was clearly once a, a like very preppy school uniform, like gray pleated skirt, cardigan over top of a shirt with kind of a tie. The tie has been loosened. The cardigan and the skirt are all like torn and ripped in a very like punk rock way. And what had previously said uh, St. Olga's Preparatory School for Beautiful Souls, the beautiful part has been etched out and there's a bunch of like pins of the day that are kind of slowly replacing <laughs> the beautiful. So like punk rock, hardcore, rocker. And today it's a uh, moon age daydream and he's got a big uh, Ziggy Stardust kind of uh, lightning yeah. bolt across his face <laughs> as, as he runs out and comes around Monday and Boggs kind of throws his um, his arms over both of them. Probably too old for trick-or-treating, has clearly been trick-or-treating as a guard in the previous years. But now that Gertrude has taken up the mantle, despite him definitely being older than Gertrude, he's going full goblin mode. <laughs> Gertrude has feelings about this. <laughs> uh, and he throws his arms oh, over, over no. both of you and goes, are you guys ready to get so much sugar? Oh, oh, I love trick-or-treating. Um, yeah, so I kind of hope maybe you would, like, uh, help me keep keep track of Hey Kid a little bit this year, maybe? Sal, right off the bat, is going to go ahead and do a whoopsie and get caught up in his own stuff. <laughs> and uh, just be like, listen, I've taken care of Hey Kid the past couple of years. It's not that bad. And you see, like, Sal's... Somewhere in the back of Sal's mind, there's just, like, horror stories playing. There's, <laughs> <laughs> like, flashes like happening. Lighting Sal on fire in one of them. <laughs> yeah. Sa Sal's been, like, struck by lightning, lit on fire, drowned in various ways, all by Hagen. Hagen's waterboarding uh -huh, yeah. Sal. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just, like, terrifying, nightmarish things. And Sal just goes, 
I'm just excited to do a little bit of trick-or-treating. This may be my very last time. So since he's doing a whoopsie, we're going to go ahead and flip some cards uh, until we get a, a red omen card. Mm. Oh, we're oh, starting off with whoa. an ace. Wonderful. So I turned over the ace of hearts, and the prompt is, when the door opens, the stressed-out mom can barely give me anything because she's too busy with 10,000 other things. How do we make her life easier? <laughs> uh, so I think it's the point where you see Sal walk up to a door uh, in front of Hey Kid and just knock on the door. <laughs> Trick or treat. Hey Kid, tell us uh, what, what, do we, what do we see for this, this mother? The prompt is a mother that we're trying to make her life easier, essentially. For the goblins, like you, me, and Monday don't necessarily notice, but... Mr. Boggs and Gertrude are both going to try to uh, alleviate this stress essentially without us noticing. Um, so, so what I think I want to do is the goblins are going to kind of set the stakes a little bit, uh, and then the guards will have to deal with them. Oh boy! Okay. Totally. Uh, I think we see uh, like this mother open the door, and she has she's holding like two kids in her arms, and then behind her there's just like a cacophony of just like noises and like. Children, animals, uh, like a monkey. Like things are just going nuts in her house right now. These are popping off. Uh, you see like uh, like a small child like with a flamethrower running around. And uh, she opens the door and goes, what? Like also like has a cigarette in her mouth. Uh, clearly very stressed. <laughs> what do you want? Uh... Trick or treat. Yeah, candy or anything else really you've got lying around, I would take it. <laughs> oh. oh no. <laughs> looks at you you like you all and like kind of looks at uh, uh Gertrude and Mr. Boggs and goes These your kids? Uh not biologically speaking. <laughs> um Oh, you adopt too, I see. <laughs> A fellow adopter. Uh uh Mm-hmm. Yes. Here, take these for a second and, like, tries to hand you these two babies. Uh, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Boggs takes those two babies. He's got, like, a... He's still holding his briefcase, so of course. Like, he's got one kind of... Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think put a baby gonna, in the briefcase. Reach out <laughs> and rather than, rather than help hold the babies, it's just like, um, okay, I'll, I, I'll hold your umbrella. And so it's just like holding the umbrella out for you. Just one arm of Gertrude getting soaked. <laughs> uh, ch- children. These are, ch- these are adult human children. In my arms. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're adult humans. <laughs> they're, they're like 35-year-old men. That you're Mr. Boggs is so overwhelmed that I think that I think that he's he really what he really really wants to say is to Sal something along the lines of like, don't you think you're a little old for this shit? But he's not because he would never. But I think he would sort of like readjust the babies, like put them both in one arm and sort of like take his umbrella back and he's like Gertrude do you do you think perhaps you you could go and I see the candy right there inside on the on the little foyer I'm sure that she won't mind just grab a couple bars uh-huh. really fast oh okay um you think she's because she seemed kind of she seems like a little bit mad 
Should, is that, do we think that's okay? I think we should get out of her hair as soon as possible. Okay. <sighs> and so she's going to do... <laughs> Gertrude is gonna do this thing where because she's still trying to keep the umbrella over you, is gonna like kind of spread herself out and she's like almost just stretching. She's stretching <laughs> to be able to do both where she's like kind of half doing a split like I, I really love the idea that, that Mr. Box could move with you and just doesn't just doesn't <laughs> He doesn't want to go in the foyer himself because then the rug would get wet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Gertrude will will take, and it's still, it's like the candy is still in the big bag that, like, it was store-bought, and Gertrude's going to try to, like, pour it into the bowl that's right next to it, that clearly this mom was like, I was going to put the candy in the bowl, and I have a thousand children, so I didn't, and we'll pour it in and then try to take uh, three pieces for the the goblins among us. You grab the three pieces and <laughs> deposit them quickly in the bags. As you like, you do that, the kid with the flamethrower running inside the house goes, Wait, where's my candy going? And uh, begins to oh, no. come to the door as uh, the lady also comes back and is like, All right, here, and then picks up the kid with the flamethrower and gives it to, like, hey, kid, and goes, that, that's your treats. All three of those kids are yours now. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm, as the, uh, adopted. Yeah. Father, yes, that, um, uh-huh. I would prefer no flamethrowers, as you can oh, see. Oh, okay, yeah, I can take you, the flamethrower and takes the flamethrower off you. the kid. And yeah. And the kid begins reaching for it. And it's like, all right, those three kids are yours now. Uh, ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. The, these oh. kids, these am I yeah. Um, no, you thank seem you. Like they, could they? Do we want them to maybe like they could come trick or treating? Like we could take them trick or treating. Oh, you want to take them trick or treating just helpful? for the day? Yeah, you can have them just for the day. Yeah, Richard, absolutely, no. that'd be great. Please no. Yeah, you could bring them back at twelve. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sal just just pops. Um, hey kid, and Monday on the shores goes. All right, next house. Hey, kid, <laughs> <laughs> Their names are Germ, Squirm, and Worm. Oh. I'm, I'm giving them back to you now. No. <laughs> so I feel like the mob closes the door and then we each just kind of like put them on the stoop and we're like, all right, stay here. <laughs> Maybe Gertrude grabs like one extra piece of candy and it's like, you can eat, split this amongst yourselves. Yeah, I think, I think Mr. Boggs like original. presses like the doorbell and is like, I've, I've heard about this. This is called Ding Dong Ditching. Perhaps we go. <laughs> okay, you're so smart, Mr. Boggs. So smart. Well, very much. Sal, Sal looks back and just yells, "Yeah, Mr. Boggs, ding dong ditch <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I think we run after the goblins to the next house. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, kid. Do you want to ring the next doorbell? Hey, kid goes. Yeah, absolutely. And then just continually presses the doorbell like like 30 times until the person comes to the door. <laughs> the the door opens and we all yell trick or treat! Trick or treat! Does anyone want to do a binger whoopsie as someone opens the door? I can have, I can have Sal uh, take one because one of yeah. Sal's bingos works for everything. It is do it again but louder. <laughs> <laughs> so, so from from behind from behind Hey Kid and uh, and Monday you hear like a small chorus of trick or treat, and then you hear Sal from the back go, 
Trick or treat! <laughs> and we're going to uh, go ahead and flip, uh, since we did a bingo, we're going to flip for some uh, black cards. Cool. Looking for a black face card. Oh, so many cards. Oh, go. there she is. We flipped over the queen of spades, which is an older kid dressed in black robes with a terrifying mask stops us. She <laughs> demands a candy tithe. How do you help her deal with her loneliness? Oh. Monday, would you like to tell us how this masked robber uh, approaches us? <laughs> yeah. I think um, we've approached a house, one of the few houses that has the lights off. And so we we ding dong the doorbell over and over and over. And there's just no answer. And perhaps someone was waiting for us to, waiting for anybody to arrive here because uh, it's an opportunity. And she runs out from behind a bush and just like, I think just tries to corner one of us. Maybe, um, I'm trying to think of the most vulnerable person here and I'm very sorry, but it has to be Mr. Boggs. (laughs) I think think what she does is she just kind of like creeps over your shoulder, Mr. Boggs. And she's just like, oh... What uh, what brings you to uh, an obviously abandoned house? Are you trying to find something you shouldn't be shouldn't be trying to find? <laughs> uh, no, uh, little little child. Um, no, as you can see, I'm I'm escorting my um, friends. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the confidence. It just is so assuring. You know, they don't have candy here, so... <sighs> oh, well, uh, I'll break it to them to them easy. They're right. very delicate. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of scary things in this house. And if I hadn't stopped you from going in, something might have come out. And I don't know. I don't know what could have happened, but... Well, you know. statistically speaking, probably not a lot... Halloween's one of the safest <laughs> nights for children, actually, just because there's so much uh, paranoia out there that typically the police presence is such that uh, <laughs> children are usually generally safe. Uh, but thank you for your concern. It's mm-hmm. very, very well placed. For children, sure, but for adults, ooh, who knows what could be hiding behind the shadows? I don't know what you're talking about. As you can see, I'm clearly dressed as a child looking for the seat on a bus. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Halloween costume. I love Mr. Boggs so much. (laughs) Well, listen, um, you can either figure out what's going to come out of this house and, you know, decide whether it is dangerous or not. Or you can give me a little tip for, you know, helping you out. You want to stay safe tonight, don't you? You know what, kid? I admire your entrepreneurial spirit. And I think that you were right to come to me, clearly the most wealthy and well-off of the group. (laughs) One who is wearing a complete suit and has full control of their umbrella and briefcase. Yeah, that's how I knew for sure. (laughs) (laughs) The others, no control over their umbrella. I think while this interaction is going on, that like, Hey, kid, and Monday and Sal are all like trying to look in various windows, and Gertrude is 
trying to single-handedly kind of corral me. I don't really think, like, if the lights are off, like, maybe... Yeah, Hicket throws a brick through a window. Maybe they're not. <laughs> no. Um, I think, maybe that's not what we do, Hicket. I think that Mr. Bog sort of, like, turns away from from the from the kid who's run up um, to him, and he'll, like, rustle into his uh, briefcase that'll pull out uh, a stapler. <laughs> and he'll be like, this has served me well for many a legal brief and I am so sure that with it you can use it to perhaps staple together a, a zine. What's a zine? <laughs> you will probably be very good at them. Um, maybe in college uh, when you're going through a phase. And he like tries to give you a <laughs> This isn't really candy like I asked for, but... Hmm. I think I think she's, like, like immobilized by what to do with this because it is absolutely not what she asked for, but it is an offering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Mr. Bog sort of reaches out and, like, atta- like, almost pats her on the head and then thinks better of it and, like, touches her shoulder gently and then it's just, like, Oh, I love the that. awkward stepdad energy <laughs> yeah. so much. Pleasure doing business with you. <laughs> I love the promise of like one day you're going to be good at scenes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you're going to find your people. Good luck. <laughs> As this happened, Cake had like crawled through the like hole he made in the window with the brick and then walks outside with like four gold bars for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I got her stuff. Let's go. Mr. Bog sees none of this. Nice. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Next house. Next house. Let's go. 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 As as we run to the next house, uh, because I picked that omen card, and I think Mr. Boggs handled it wonderfully. Uh, Mr. Boggs, you get to take uh, this queen, so you can take that card and put it into your hand. Excellent. One of Mr. Boggs's bingos is encourage an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and i and i sort of just realized as we were playing through the last one i'm like oh yeah if we if we as guards do like bingos or whoopsies it doesn't count towards like but scrolling through the deck right correct so i was just like oh excellent (laughs) it's just bonus so now just just do bonus bonus bingos bonus whoopsies (laughs) so yeah so that's gonna be uh fun we start running towards the next house Monday or Hey Kid, give me a give me a binger or whoopsie. We do as as we start running, uh, and, and also keep in mind we have those additional bingos and whoopsies available to each of us. Look really endearing in your costume. Hold up your basket and say pretty please. And the whoopsies of scream really loudly and cause a ruckus. Um, I think Monday's gonna turn to Hey Kid and be like, "That was pretty impressive what you did. Uh, just throwing a brick through the window. I would have never thought of that. Is that typical trick or treating?" Yeah, that's what Hey Kid does. <laughs> and then uh, Hey Kid's uh, gonna go to Monday and goes, and like gives Monday like one of the uh, the gold bars and goes, uh, was that Mr. Box's girlfriend? Yeah, probably. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And honestly, happy for him. Yeah, <laughs> he's real lonely. <laughs> I know. I actually was like thinking of setting him up with another fairy, but this is great. Um, hey, listen, was thinking, like, I know that that last house was abandoned, but do you think you could do that for the next few houses? Like, 
get in somehow, get a little extra. If you do, I could maybe cut you a deal on what I'm able to sell it for in the shop. You want me to trick them? Yeah, that's the point, right? Trick or treat? If they don't give us treats, I got a trick. That's it, exactly it. <laughs> One of my bingos is offer up a good deal. Oh, yes. I love it. <laughs> for this entire conversation, Sal just has a thousand yard stare <laughs> and there's just like more flashbacks of bacon <laughs> trick or treating. But then Sal snaps out of it, like looks over to Gertrude and realizes it's her problem tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kaykid spits on his hand and holds it out to Monday. Ooh, um, they spit on their hand and do the same. Amazing. <laughs> Good deal. Great deal. Uh, you're, you're doing a bingo. You can go ahead and flip for uh, until you get a black face yeah. card. Mr. Boggs is watching all this from a distance because he's trying to be like the cool dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I feel like Gertrude is also like trying to because she's like, well, like, I'm being an adult today. So she's just kind of like hanging with Mr. Boggs. Like, yeah, I guess we like hang back here. I don't know. That handshake looks like maybe I should be concerned about that. I don't know. But hanging back here is cool. And Mr. Boggs is a little like uncertain of how to deal with Gertrude. Um, <laughs> so I think that he would just be like, yeah, mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I heard you. I heard you saying that your costume is a kid waiting for a bus. That's like, that's a it feels like a kind of a cool costume. Yeah. Um, I def, I've never really seen kids wearing suits except for Hey Kid when he sometimes takes hers. Right. Uh, well, that was last time. Now I'm uh, oh. in my boss's waiting room, preparing to ask for a raise. Oh. <laughs> cool. Cool. It feels like a stressful costume for Halloween, for sure. Yeah. It it is stressful. Thank you. I think that I'm embodying it rather confidently. Yeah. I think you're pulling it off. Thank you. Uh, Monday, what, what card did you turn over? I drew the King of Spades. The King of Spades reads, I haven't noticed the ghostly individual that's been following us for the last few houses. How do you get rid of the ghost without me noticing? So uh, I think I'll, I'll take a turn describing what this ghost looks like. And I think as we're, we're running along, Hey Kid and Monday, both with uh, gold bars and or bricks in their hand, um, <laughs> uh, are like running around scouting the best house for what is now a burglary ring. Petty burglary. The bling yes. ring. It, the it's bling a, ring. for sure a bling ring. Um, the ding-dong ditch ring? A bling ring pop. Nice. <laughs> uh, that's going in the trailer right there. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think that's about the time that Gertrude and uh, Mr. Boggs look back. And you guys see a wisp of like dark... Um, like Vanta Black shadow. That Vanta Black is that the like Mega Black? Yeah, that has been like skimming along the sidewalk and into the grass, kind of like hiding in other shadows. But the problem is this shadow is so dark that it like is even a shadow within a shadow. Um, and you kind of momentarily see it, kind of like rather than being two dimensional and flat, it peeks its head up, and you see two little pinprick yellow eyes. That as you kind of look closer, like the camera kind of zooms in on the eyes, and you see that each of them are like Werther's originals. <laughs> this, uh, you see the the ghost kind of pull its hands together, steeple its fingers, and then go, <laughs> and a big giant like yellow tongue 
like full on uh, uh, Hayao Miyazaki's bearded away, like comes and like licks its entire face excitedly <gasps> and begins to scoot past, uh, heading towards the candy baskets of each of the three goblins. I think I think while we're we're sort of walking behind everybody, that uh, Gertrude keeps looking back because uh, even though that house was abandoned, she's really scared that breaking the window, somebody's gonna like come out and that they're gonna get in trouble. So she sees the the ghost. And she's gonna say, "Um, hey, so Mr. Box, um, I'm like I haven't really been around this neighborhood that much. Um, but is there?" like uh, a ghost that's also kind of like a black hole that's also got like candy eyes that maybe no. is like a really friendly no <laughs> no <laughs> no you don't know you don't know them let me think <laughs> if you need like a visual they're mm-hmm. right there he looks over <laughs> and he stares at this thing for like a good like 10 seconds and then he turns to Gertrude and he's like, I don't think I know them. I think it's also, it's Gertrude and Mr. Box fully standing there <laughs> making direct eye contact for 10 full seconds with this ghost. The, 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 the shadow ghost kind of stops and just regards you guys, like fully in a three-dimensional form with the candy eyes just kind of spinning in this like goofy Scooby-Doo way. Hmm. And just kind of like freezes as if it won't be seen, even though it's now standing directly in the pool of light cast by a street lamp. The entire time, Gertrude is just going. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see the ghost just kind of like, rather than you know skim along the surface in a very like ghostly smooth way. Literally, you see uh, legs that weren't there do like a big step and then a big step. So it's slowly moving like out of the light into slightly more dark shadows. Uh, so you don't, so you don't know you don't know them? No, no, not not even a little actually. Um, very cool. I, I don't get out much. And he says it very proudly. He's like very <laughs> pleased about this fact. Cool. I'm gonna go like, right? I'm gonna maybe go check on and like see what's up with 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 this guy. But like, I can I can handle it. I can do I can totally do this. I can totally do this myself. Of course, I have mm. you can do it <laughs> and Mr. Okay. follows follows Sal uh, Monday and hey kid and sort of like glances back at Gertrude and like gives her like a thumbs up nice <laughs> just go um so hey mister where there's ghosts sup hey <laughs> Um. So, baby, were you like, were you living in that house with the with the broken window? I don't really know how the window got broken. I definitely don't know about that. Sorry. Did you call me Mister Werther's ghost? <laughs> is that not your name, sir? No, that is what my name. Should... I just want to make sure that uh, yeah, <laughs> no one really gets that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mister Werther's ghost. Yeah. Um. Well, cause like your eyes, they're so, they're so. Werther's. Um, they're Werther's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like some? And like goes into like his ghost pocket and then mm-hmm. like uh, kind of like holds them out at the palm of it, like in his hand, like a, a giant chunk of Werther's is just in his hand. And he like <laughs> kind of gestures it towards you and goes, uh, uh. <laughs> I was going to say this is very no face. It's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> is that like, um, I don't really, I don't, I, okay. <laughs> Kurt, 
take one of them, but then just like kind of hold it by the end of the wrapper. <laughs> oh, thank you. This is like uh, it's real cool. Um, so like, what's uh, what are you what are you up to tonight? What you what you doing? What you getting up to? I'm I'm stealing candy from goblins. <laughs> oh, um, so like, uh, maybe you don't have to steal. From, like, my friends, though? If that's cool. I think before this is even resolved, uh, I'm going to have Sal do another whoopsie, and we're going to start compounding these on top of each other. Amazing. Oh, no. Um, And as Monday and and Hey Kid are both very confidently holding onto these bricks, like, scheming amongst themselves about this candy bling ring they're about to be running, Sal has a, a brick in his hand, and is going to do a whoopsie by faking confidence and just kind of holds it very unsure and very conflicted because like he's been trying to be in goblin mode, is so used to guard mode, just kind of looking back and forth between Monday and Hey Kid and over at Gertrude, who's, you know, now dealing with this this Werther's Looks ghost. Like she's just talking to the dark. <laughs> and just kind of goes, uh you know, I mean, we could we could do this, or we could just do like, you know, trick or treat classic. You know, like Coke classic. You know, people people don't didn't like new Coke. They I, we might not like new trick or treat. Like maybe let's just stick with, you know, the classic, just ding dong trick or treat kind of stuff. How would we know unless we tried? Okay, yeah, that you know what that that tracks. That make that kind of makes sense. Okay, Mister um, Boggs sees. Yeah, sure. Sal with like a brick in his hand and he's just like not again <laughs> <laughs> and he sort of like speeds up a little trying to catch up to them and as that happens Sal's gonna uh, flip some cards since we did a whoopsie we're looking for uh, red cards and there it is there's king Ooh. of diamonds which reads one of the houses slammed their door in my face how do you make it up to Aww. me so I think as they're trick-or-treating, Sal goes up to a door, uh, knocks on it. Uh, so some some guy comes out uh, with a big bowl of candy. And clearly, like, this is the bowl of candy that's like, this is the good house. This is like the full bar's house. <laughs> um, you see Sal's eyes light up and he goes, hey, trick-or-treat. And the guy at the door, like, gives Sal a once-over and kind of looks and goes, aren't you a little... Oh, to be trick or treating. <gasps> Bugs visibly gasps. Oh. Sal immediately looks crestfallen as the door is just slowly closed oh, in Sal's face. Sal. Oh. Mr. Bugs sees this happen. He sees Sal sort of get shut down. And I think he he goes up to the door and he's like, Don't I'll take care of this. And he knocks on the door. Sal's just kind of like looking, Mister Boggs, like, yeah, you know, it's 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 fine. It's I mean, fine. maybe yes, maybe it, he's it right. Would be maybe fine. I'm. 
Oh, hello, it is us, it is your habits in the garden who wear funny little outfits, no? Look at our outfits, we are so chic. Uh, we are, oh, we are coming here to tell you. I hope you are enjoying the garden. Yeah, we hope you enjoy the garden. It's pretty fun out here, but also we're trying to do like a fun garden party for Gertrude. And everybody's chipping, yeah, everybody's chipping in, everybody. And so if you want to help chip in. Yeah, I was just going to tell them about how to chip in. Well, I'm just trying to make sure that they know how to chip in. I'm trying to tell them how to chip in. Yes, but tell them how to donate to Gertrude's birthday. You're going to go over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod. It's going to be a good time. You'll find some snacks and treats and two whole new chapters of your Zabas bed and breakfast. Yeah, it's going to be super fun! Okay, we got to go back down now or the matriarch's going to come for us all. The 80s are over, and you're not kids anymore. Now is a much darker time. Something happened to you, and you got touched by the weird, and it made you wild, and it made you powerful. This is the world of The Lost Bay, a suburban gothic RPG a fever dream set in 1990X and inspired in equal parts by dark fantasy, horror classics, and the 90s indie culture. After years of development, and thanks to the feedback and support of a community of early enthusiasts, The Lost Bay is coming to Kickstarter, featuring a full rulebook and complete setting designed by Eco, kick-ass art by Evangeline Gallagher, killer maps by Strega Wolf Vandenberg, and six additional modules by some of the coolest designers in the indie scene. So go to thelostbayrpg.com to be notified on launch. That's thelostbayrpg.com. I think meanwhile, Gertrude is still over with Mr. Werther's ghost. (laughs) And she goes... I mean, look, like, so those are my friends. And as you can see, they're having a really hard time getting kind of any candy. And so, like, if you take their candy and they can't also get the candy from the houses, that's just like, I don't know. They're having a rough Halloween. So if you could, like, maybe, I don't know, there was a house back there that seemed to have, like, five or six hundred children and a (laughs) flamethrower, if that's more your angle. Oh, the flamethrower house. Yeah, I've been there. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe you could just, like, have some Halloween spirit, and maybe you don't Me have Halloween. any from my friend. Uh, Halloween spirit? You, I gave you a Werther's, and you're just holding it in your hand. What do you, what do you mean, Halloween spirit? Uh, if I eat it, will you, like, let my friends maybe um, keep their candies? I think uh, once you mentioned, like, eating it, his, like, googly eyes kind of just, like, tighten right on you, and he goes, <laughs> Yeah, eat it. <laughs> You're just going to extremely slowly unwrap the Werther's and, like, take it and just sort of, like, rest it on her tongue and be like, uh, yeah, yeah. And as you put it on your tongue, uh, the Werther's ghost gets sucked up into the afterlife and he is ghost is laid to rest. (laughs) Gertrude is scarred for life. Uh... (laughs) 
been waiting a hundred going... years for someone to eat that Werther's. No one ever wants Werther's originals. <laughs> Not on Halloween. Gertrude's going to solemnly return to the group, and she hasn't actually finished eating it, so she's just going to silently kind of stand in the back going, <laughs> Jay, I think you drew that card. Uh, if if you think that Gertrude successfully uh, avoided that, you can give Gertrude uh, that omen card. Gertrude literally put someone to rest for me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Feels fair. Feels fair. Oh my God. Wild. We flip back over to Mr. Boggs as the door opens up again and this guy comes out and goes, yeah? Oh, I think you're a little old to be trick-or-treating too, my man. Like, this is kids' candy. And, yes, that's well-sussed. As you can... <laughs> well-sussed? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I think I think you're a little sus. That's what I'm thinking right about now. Um, uh, and naturally, you are uh, entitled, inclined, nay, uh, determined to think so. And I appreciate that about you. It's very mature. But as you can see, <laughs> these are children, and they are immature. Therefore, as as I would. Mr. Bog says, immature, Hank throws a brick through the window. <laughs> <laughs> is this a gold brick or is this a brick? It's one of the gold brick? bricks. <laughs> oh, wait, hang on. <laughs> this wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> uh, I will say, actually, the, that's that's cause a ruckus. Uh, why don't you go ahead and flip some cards Ooh. for an oh, additional no. mercy? <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, wait. I think I need is a, it a black card? Uh, Whoopsies, uh, we're looking for red cards. Oh, there it is. Then. King of Hearts. Ooh, lots of king energy in this playthrough. Too many A lot of king energy in this. When the door opens, the wealthy family inside completely snubs me. They clearly are looking down at my costume. <gasps> How do you help me get revenge? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I think uh, as I throw the gold brick through the window uh, you, from inside the same house, <laughs> another like... Uh, like man kind of comes holding the brick and goes, who goes there? And uh, like bites the gold bar and goes, uh, peasants, 13 carrots only, throws it back out and goes, well, shoo away. Sir, it is it is a chocolate gold bar. Oh. Ch- chocolate? That was chocolate? Yeah. Thir- yes. He like clearly Have you ever had Chocolate bars? <laughs> no, no. You've never had a chocolate bar? Do I'm too rich to have chocolate? Well, it doesn't sound like your life has much richness at all. How dare you? <laughs> no, sir. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Box. And Mr. Box sort of like ushers the kids away, and he's just like. Uh, as you're like ushering them away, the, the guy's like, "I challenge you to a duel. Where are you? Where are you going?" I would really prefer <laughs> not to. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think you you see Sal come up to you and just kind of like nudge you a little bit. He goes, uh, "Mr. Boggs, that was uh, that was pretty tight. That was pretty cool." Thank you. Um, as you can see, it's raining, so I am rather cold. I appreciate it. You noticing that I'm experiencing a chill. 
And I, th- I think Sal's going to do uh, a bingo and speak from the heart and light up the world. Oh. Oh. Um, which is a lovely, lovely bingo. And it's going to look at Mr. Boggs, kind of like get under the umbrella with Mr. Boggs and just kind of be like, um, you know, Mr. Boggs, I, uh, you're actually pretty awesome. And I, I didn't really notice that before, but bros. And just kind of holds up a hand to fist bump. And Mr. Boggs, like, doesn't quite understand the youth. Um, so he'll, he'll, like, lift his, uh, his briefcase and, like, knock it against Sal's fist. Sal just kind of laughs and will turn over some additional cards. Um, also, uh, who turned over the king? Was that Jay? Was that you? Which? That was uh, Schnook yeah. for the rich family. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schnook, uh, if you would like revenge. to award that card to either Mr. Boggs or Gertrude, probably Mr. Boggs in this case, you are welcome to. Or you can, uh, if you got scared by the, the people in the house, you can shuffle it back into the deck and lose half of your candy. Oh. <laughs> Choose wisely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think after that experience, Hey Kid is like a little bit upset. And like, as Mr. Boggs is, and Sal are talking, goes up to Gertrude and asks, Hey, Gertrude, uh, yeah. Can I trick them? Um, you know what? Yeah, they were, they were kind of the worst. What kind of trick are you thinking? And then uh, Hey Kid goes, Okay. And then, oh, wait. Whistles. <laughs> And like out of a, and like a, like a door to like I guess hell open, <laughs> and Hank's dog Yuck Yuck, who looks like a little puppy but now has a second head, and it's like a, a regular like dog head, and then uh, the second head is like the head of a snake, and uh, <laughs> uh, Yuck Yuck get him, and Yuck Yuck charges into the house, and uh, oh, you just no. hear, whoa, what is the uh, people inside are like very confused. And uh, the door, the house kind of like collapses into itself. Uh, <laughs> and then Yuck comes out with three more gold bars. Uh. <laughs> totally. Yup. Hey, kid. That was great. Yuck, yuck. Um, real good job. Okay. Yup. That was awesome. Real proud. Okay. Next house. <laughs> and, and as the house uh, collapses, uh, in the distance behind the, the rubble of this house, um, <laughs> we see, uh, from my bingo, I drew the Ace of Clubs, and we see in the distance an enormous, striding, skeletal figure moving through the clouds, its single eye resembling the moon, <gasps> and it seems to be looking for something. But the guards, how do you keep its spotlight from shining on your goblin protectees? Oh, man, I have an idea. I think Gertrude has seen all of this and uh, Yuck Yuck comes running back and that Sal and Mr. Boggs are having their moment and Hey Kid and Yuck Yuck and like Monday are sprinting on over to the next house feeling like excited and good about it. And uh, Gertrude has not finished eating this Werther's because she... (laughs) Because it's a Werther's. (laughs) Because it's a Werther's. (laughs) With a life force in it. (laughs) (laughs) With a life force in it. And it's just sort of tucked in her cheek and so... So she's gonna take it out of her mouth. Um, and Mr. Werther's ghost, are you? Mr. Werther's like- ghost gets summoned back from the afterlife. <laughs> and like, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, hey, Mr. Werther's ghost, 
Do you, uh, do you, like, happen to know someone who's a skeleton who has, like, one eye that resembles a moon and looks maybe, like, really scary and walks in a straight line at all times? Looks like a skeleton. If you need a visual reference, he's right over there. Oh! <laughs> you mean moon skeleton? I don't know the voice that I was doing for uh, Moon skeleton guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, um... So I just like kind of have this intuition, intuition that like maybe he shouldn't. His eye, like I don't really want my friends to get caught up in it. Could you maybe like do a sort of barrier between him and us for a little bit, and and then um I'll like keep eating the weather. <laughs> <laughs> You're holding him hostage. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can never finish this Werther's because you'll always have access to this character. And Gertrude is realizing the power of this Werther's and she's... It's the, the teenager in her is like, yes! And the a kid in her is like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> Mr. Werther's ghost is like, okay, but you swear you're going to finish that Werther's? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It's just like, once that skeleton moon man is kind of not around anymore. Like, once we get done with trick-or-treating, I think that might be, like, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I promise. Promise. And then, uh, promise. He, go, uh, he, he goes, like, looks up into the, the skies, like, <laughs> Mrs. Strawberry Bonbon Ghost is gonna, I'll see my wife again in just a bit. And then uh, creates the barrier uh, for between the skeleton man and, and you guys. What is uh, as that as that barrier goes up? I think that I can easily pass that ace over to Gertrude. Um, what does that what does that barrier oh that Werther's God. strawberry bonbon barrier look like? The I think that the good the 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 Werther's Mr. Werther's ghost just sort of stretches him out super thin and because he's he's like pure darkness <laughs> that the moon skeleton's like, well, there's nothing over there <laughs> and turns around and starts walking in the other direction. Uh I love it. Incredible work. <laughs> and then once that's been confirmed, Gertrude will pop the Werther's back in her cheek. <laughs> <laughs> and this, Mr. Where this ghost gets sucked back into the <laughs> I think um, Monday turns to Sal and is like, I got this giant bone in my last collection of candy. I wonder who put that in there. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm sure it'll sell for a pretty penny at the shop, but strange. Uh, as you say bone, Yuck Yuck tries to get into your bag to... To get the bone. <laughs> hey, stop. Well, okay, you can have it. <laughs> Best to give the two-headed dog what it wants. <laughs> Very salient point. I wish I had two. I'll look for another one. Yeah, as like you give Yuck Yuck the bone, I think one of the heads throws up an extra gold bar into your bag. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> this is really going my way tonight. Was it the snake head or the dog? The snake head threw it up. <laughs> It, it took a really long time. I didn't enjoy watching that. <laughs> and then it like licks you as a as like Aww. a thank you. It smells me. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I smell amazing, so I understand. You really do, Monday. It's like what are your what are you like you're just wise. you look so good and you smell so good. You really kinda yeah. 
It's impressive. You have 10 minutes to cut that out. <laughs> um, thank you for noticing. I just thought that tonight I'd amp it up a little, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, I really like, yeah, you've got that mustache. It's, it's very cool. It kind of makes me want to, like, draw one on my mask, maybe. Oh. Well, I'd be happy to help you. That'd be super cool. Absolutely. Um, I am going to use some fairy magic to craft the exact perfect mustache for Gertrude's mask. Um, I think I want to like start designing it out of the leaves that you've got on your mask. Um, but I'd love some input from you too as, as to what it finally looks like. But Monday can do it all. Whatever you, whatever you want, whatever you need. I think Gertrude has full surrendered to Monday. <laughs> Great. Is enamored with Monday. Is <laughs> like, man, this is the dream. Then it matches my curled mustache exactly. <laughs> and we're a couple of twins. And using a bit of fairy magic to make a fairy miracle is one of my bingos. I don't know if making a mustache is a miracle, yeah. but. <laughs> hey, for some yeah. people, it certainly hey, is. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> So bingo's uh, we're looking for black face cards. Let's do it. Ooh, Ooh. king of go. clubs. And you get a bunch of candy as well. I do. <laughs> the king of clubs prompt is a thin mist rolls across the street and we suddenly become deeply lost. How do you help us find our way back to the streets we should be on? I think it just takes me forever to make the mustache perfect because I keep like, I'm like, no, it's just a little lopsided. And so like, we're probably standing here for 20, 30 minutes while I'm just like perfecting the mustache. <laughs> and then finally, it's just mist everywhere. I feel like Gertrude kind of sees the mist out of like her peripheral vision, but also doesn't want to move her face because she wants you to have yeah. like the perfect, you know, canvas. Yeah. And so it's kind of like muttering like, oh, maybe I, there's just... Okay, don't move, don't move, like, don't move. Don't I've almost got it. I've okay. almost got it. Uh-huh. Like, if you look over that way, okay. Um. <laughs> but it's just way too, like, no one knows what she's saying. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Sal, Mr. Boggs, and Hey Kid have, like, continued on their journey through this neighborhood. And I think it, it's just Gertrude and Monday who are lost. Oh, for sure. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I can just even tell that this, like, looks amazing. It does. Um, but... So you're so so talented. Um, do you know where we are? Cause it got like real misty. You got misty? You're emotional? I did a really good job. You did. If you look around, um, I there used to be a house there and also there and also there. Um, and now I just kind of see you and me. Or is that part of the fairy magic? It's all part of the fairy magic, but now that you mention it, it is a bit strange that we can't see any of the houses. Um, huh. Um, did you, you see you have a bone in your back? What? Oh, um, yeah. I got a bone in my bag. Do you still have that? No, I gave it to the dog. <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Wait, does, Monday has wings. As a fairy? I do have wings, yes. Um, so, wait, yeah. So, like, Yuck Yuck Snakehead smelled, like, picked up your scent, right? That's right. 
So, like, maybe if you flap your wings a whole bunch, Yako can, like, find us <gasps> again? Oh, great idea. I spritz myself with way too much cologne. <laughs> <laughs> and start uh, flapping my wings. And, yeah, Gertrude's just going to be calling out, like, yuck, 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 yuck. I think uh, yuck, as this yuck, is happening, yuck, 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 yuck. like, Sal, Mr. Boggs, Hey Kid, and Yuck, Yuck are still, like, trick-or-treating and... Yuck Yuck kind of like picks something up and like turns back and starts running, I guess, towards the mist. Hey kid, notices, looks at Yuck Yuck, sees the mist, notices that like Monday and Gertrude aren't there. Thinks for a second like, oh, should I tell Mr. Bugs and Sal, who had not noticed and goes, nah, and keeps going forward (laughs) as Yuck Yuck goes back to get you guys. I feel like also the mix of like the cologne and the fairy energy and everything, the mist just like slowly turning pink instead of white. (laughs) It's fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Just glitter and shimmer and stunning. And like, I think that Monday has lost the plot here, like forgotten that this is an attempt to get us out of the mist and is just like (laughs) making a whole show out of it. Honestly, Gertrude, I think, has also lost the plot. It's just in awe, like, watching this personal stunning show go on up until the point that, like, Yuck Yuck appears and is sitting next to Gertrude. And all of a sudden she looks over and is like, oh, hi. Oh, hey, Yuck Yuck. Great. We're lost. Cool. Okay. Um, Hey, Monday, I know you're, like, in the zone. Uh, You want to, like, kind of in the zone but like in that direction oh anywhere where there's a bigger audience absolutely let's go (laughs) (laughs) and i think that's when that's when mr boggs like looks around is just like (laughs) at this moment i think monday bursts through the fog in like a stunning pink cloud of fairy energy and all of the trick-or-treaters <laughs> on the block turn around and start clapping going, Whoa! I've arrived. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Gertrude just kind of like slinks through it past. And like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Monday, please catch up with the group. We're going to the next house. Thank you. <laughs> Fine. And I think as uh, Gertrude comes up, Sal's going to do a bingo to support someone creatively. Uh, seeing Gertrude's new ma- mustache mask is going to walk up to Gertrude and go, Gertrude, I'm really digging the mask. Oh, and he's like touching the mask and seeing like the leaf mustache and kind of like touching his own face. Just like, bet you I could rock a mustache. It's just like kind of looking in, in your very opaque mask, like trying to catch a reflection of himself that will never come. Yeah. <laughs> Gertrude is like beaming. As much as one can in a mask that covers your entire face. (laughs) She is overjoyed by this mustache. And now the fact that Sal has complimented it is like, it's a dream come true. This is the best Halloween she's ever had. (laughs) I am awarding my king to you, Gertrude, for solving the problem. Oh, thank you. I did I did draw our third ace, but it's a red ace, so we won't be using it. Um, So our prompt is going to be from the Jack of Clubs. But that does mean we're only one ace away from the end of the chapter. Uh, For the Jack of Clubs, a pack of strange dogs are nearby. They have slobbering jaws and are definitely dangerous, but I think they're cute. How do you pacify the dogs? Did they come through the hell hole? Yuck 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 Yuck
and it's releasing <laughs> ghouls and <laughs> demons and monsters into the world. I, I really love the idea also that all these monsters are from Hey Kids uh, Hellhole from last year. <laughs> like. I think uh, Mr. Box is walking and he looks over and he like registers it and then he keeps walking and then he stops and he looks back. <laughs> he like does like very clear double take and he's like, you kids head along now. Okay. Uh, that house. Oh, great. Thank you. I think you, you see uh, Yuck Yuck kind of go and starts running towards the other dogs to play. I think Mr. Boggs kind of goes over and is just like trying to in his like he has his briefcase in one hand and his umbrella in the other. And he's just sort of like trying to awkwardly like herd the animals back into the hellhole. And he, cause, I mean, he's seen this before. It's taken. Uh, and he's just like, there's a good poochie. Go, puppos. Yeah, I think like back home, back Hell in, Kid please. opened up like a demon portal in Mr. Boggs' room. So Mr. Boggs knows absolutely how to take care of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> he's just like, yep, but Balto, traitor, forged in blood. Let's go. <laughs> I, I gotta think Mr. Boggs is especially good at this because, like, the rain's hitting the umbrella and is falling off. So it's like you've got this little water shield that keeps hitting the hell dogs, and we just hear, like, <laughs> yeah. And the dogs just kind of, like, you know, tail between their legs, just moving backwards yeah. in that weird scuttle way that dogs do. Yeah. So I think Mr. Boggs is just, like, hurting these hellhounds back into hell. And he's like, now what's, what's the incantation? Uh,. Oh, does it come from the book of the blood dragon or do I need to remember the correct verses from the unbroken house of doom uh maybe it's a chant is it a stomach? house of doom house of doom chant house of doom thank, thank you hey kid thank you house of doom chant and he performs the house of doom chant which involves a surprising number of stomps <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm sorry to do this to you. Can you give us just a small little sampling of the House of Doom chant? <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I really wanted to say it. I, I, I'm so sorry. I, I hope you still like this oh. podcast after this, but we, we we have to know. Yeah, I'm going to trust you to edit this, so it's it's rather good. <laughs> um, yeah, Mr. Boggs sort of like he's standing there and he like goes around in a circle clockwise once and then Wittershins the other way and then counter Wittershins the third way. And he's like, <laughs> as we leave the house of doom, we remember to clean our rooms. As we leave the house of doom, we have swept and put away the brooms. It's the house of doom and we keep it neat. It's the house of doom. Remember to wipe your feet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Monday's balling. That was incredible. Like, yeah, this portal like, sucks up all of like the hell spawn creatures that have run amok in the... Including Yuck Yuck? Including Yuck Yuck. Yuck, yuck also gets sucked in. And you hear Yuck yell, Bye Yuck Yuck, I'll see you later! Bye Yuck Yuck! <laughs>
Jay, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be hitting you up with that audio later to be like, hey, let's make a song out of this. <laughs> let's do it. I'm in. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're going to make it a banger. It was amazing. As that happens, hey, kid is at, like, at the next uh, house with, with uh, Sal, rings a doorbell, and as someone like opens it, uh, hey, kid goes, I got this. Hi, my name's Hey Kid. And has this ever happened to you? Have you been flimflammed, bamboozled, spooked by a ghost? Well, I'm the best ghost lawyer in town. <laughs> uh, and I think that's like pretty endearing for Hey Kid, so I'm going to do a big. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Boggs has caught up at this point. And Mr. Boggs, you can definitely take that, uh, that omen card. And Bingo is a black face card, right? Mm hmm. So, Queen of Clubs. Even before you read that omen, I want to have uh, Sal support you creatively and do his own bingo as well. Um, Whoa. And as you're, you're giving your uh, spiel, uh, he's just standing behind and go, Call the law offices of 1-800-HAKED. HAKED. He'll get your ghost. And uh, HAKED follows with like, Hire us now! <laughs> Um, so why don't you go and tell us what your uh, your bingo was? Cool, Queen of Clubs. The houses down the street have no lights, and the sound of distant flutes wafts through the air. How do we avoid this section so I don't get hurt? Distant flutes. Also for for my bingo, I drew our our fourth and final ace, which is a gang of orchids, quote unquote, dressed as zombies who call themselves the Ghoul Gang are harassing us. Not the ghoul uh, game. How do you guys chase them off without picking a fight? Uh, so we'll kind of combine these two into our uh, our kind of last scene before we make our way back to the bed and breakfast. They're a ghoul gang of flautists. <laughs> I'm really picturing uh, uh, West Side Story. I say it's West Side Story and they're snapping. Yeah, yeah. Half of them are snapping. Half of them are playing uh, flutes and it's very intimidating because they're very good. Surprisingly good. Like, t- weirdly very talented. The leader's just rocking a piccolo. I think of that Gertrude. She, like, gets weird vibes but also is like, I don't know, those teenagers look kind of cool. I'm just going to go over and try to chit-chat and be like, oh, hey, so, yeah, are you guys, like, you, like, trick-or-treating? You, like, taking some, like, younger friends trick-or-treating? Yeah? And you see the the ghoul with the piccolo kind of finishes with a little flourish. Hey, mama. How's it going? <laughs> oh, um, no. We're the ghoul gang. Oh, okay. Uh, so, like, what you... What are you guys up to? Are you, tr- you trick-or-treating? Trick-or-treating. Ha <laughs> ha. And you see as he like moves his head, one of his like loose zombified <laughs> eyes just kind of pops out and he goes, whoop. <laughs> pops it back in with a little like flourish. More like good eating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. The, like the trick or the, yeah, candy's like really, really yummy. Um, it's like good stuff. Yeah. Is your eye supposed to do that? It's like a really realistic costume. Mama Sita, my eyes do a whole bunch of things. They can do this. Watch. And he makes them go in different directions, like articulating uh, <laughs> on their own. We're not here for the treats. We're here for the tricks. Ow! And they do a flute solo. <laughs> and as he says that, you see like the other, fl- like they all have like bricks attached, like in their pockets and stuff. 
character just kind of picking up on the vibe of like, oh, maybe I don't want to hang out with these teenagers. She thought for a second maybe she could find a little cool teen group of like she could she could have cool teen energy with, and uh, she's realizing maybe these are not my friends. The the ghoul gang leader looks at everyone and goes, "All right, gang, let's keep it spooky," and they. Uh, a haunting riff begins to come in the form of like woodwinds, but also like there's like weird string ambiance happening as well. Like the the music in this area is beginning to swell and like surround this entire group uh, in this like weird sickly cacophony of in tune, out of tune. I'm gonna have to sound design this. It's gonna be a real bummer. <laughs> in tune and out of tune, woodwinds and strings that are slowly like turning less and less in tune as we go and Gertrude and Mr. Boggs and you see Sal start to kind of cower just a little bit and you see the the button on his shirt that previously said uh, Moon Age Daydream pops off uh, and like clatters to the ground and one of the ghouls uh, goes over and uh, stomps on it <gasps> oh um no. yeah this is like not not my favorite kind of music. If you guys are into music, though, I've got a friend who's like... Gertrude? Well, I know a person... Gertrude? Who's like really... Pardon me, what? Gertrude. Sometimes you don't need to explain yourself to people who aren't going to explain themselves to you. Oh. And Mr. Boggs just like puts his hand on her back and sort of like steers her away. And I think that he turns to the leader and he's like, you have a good night somewhere else the the ghoul gang all kind of like all of the ones on the wings kind of turn to the leader and the leader has this piccolo and all of a sudden is like doing a little spooky solo and then as you deliver this just like chilling gaze at him you hear him all of a sudden go and the note kind of dips and all of the ghoul gang guys kind of look around and go dude Got you. Let's go roasted, bro. <laughs> and you see the ghoul gang leader physically begin to like shrink and his clothes stay the same size, but he like shrinks inside them until he's like half of his size. And now the clothes are all like oversized. The piccolo now looking like a full size flute in his tiny little hands. <laughs> Gertrude definitely turns to sound and is like, um, I, don't, I really like, I like your music like a lot better than whatever they were doing. Oh, hey, uh, Thanks. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been practicing a lot. Actually, I I think I'm pretty close on a new song. Would you maybe want to hear it sometime soon? Yeah, yeah. That'd be I would. That'd be like really cool. I'd like that a lot. Cool, cool, cool. Do you, uh, would you want to hear the uh, acoustic version or the electric version, or do you just want me to go like full acapella? Like you tell me which to prepare, and I'll I'll kind of prepare in that with those specifications. Oh, um, yeah, totally. Um, I don't know if I know that much about, like, different music sources of Acapella, bro. Go acapella. <laughs> uh, and hearing that, Gertrude's like, but maybe, like, anything except the acapella <laughs> And I think as you say that, we uh, fade from the, the cul-de-sac in the streets where we are trick-or-treating, and we find ourselves just a few hours later as the streetlights begin to uh, tick on. Um, I guess streetlights would already be on. As the streetlights <laughs> are continuing to glow in the background, um, but the moon is very high in the sky, no longer hidden 
by the Mr. the Werther's ghost. Um, <laughs> we find ourselves back in the bed and breakfast. I think uh, as like we all were walking back, uh, we passed like that first uh, flamethrower house. Uh, we see Germ, Squirm, and Worm still outside, and Haken go uh, like goes, uh, "Wait one second and goes over to those kids and uh, gives them half of his gold bars. I guess is all we've got. No, oh. no, don't. Comes, comes back. <laughs> Monday is like physically like can't handle it. <laughs> Sal has finally kind of turned slightly from goblin uh, into guard and just kind of puts a, a hand on Monday's shoulder and goes, Oh my god. Monday, this is this is actually really good for Hey Kid. I've never seen Hey Kid. Like I asked Hey Kid for a literal penny last year that they got in their candy and they would not give it to me. Oh. A penny. They ate it in front of me. <laughs> I wanted to use it as a guitar pick to write them their own original song, and they said, nah, and they popped it right in their mouth. Oh, God. But the this shop. Is a, trust me, this is oh. a big step. Okay, fine, fine. I'm going to try to just... It's okay. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm coming back with not even the cool bone that I picked up. Um, five... Four pieces of candy. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's great. Trick or treating was wonderful. <laughs> Monday. Monday. Mm-hmm. If you'd like, I can give you my costume. <gasps> oh my, Mister Boggs. As you can see, I'm dressed as a visiting encyclopedia salesman. <gasps> oh. Oh. <laughs> In fact, I had hoped that you were going to come to the shop and pick up something. And when you didn't, I was so disappointed. And for you to... What an honor, Mr. Bugs. Th- thank you. Thank you. No problem. And as you can see, Hey Kid is is so beautifully modeling my other costume. Um, man in an, at an apple bar waiting to be noticed. Apple bar, sir? <laughs> man at, at an apple bar. At like a genius bar? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. I have a whole list right here. <laughs> Very mundane costumes. I was really, oh, save it for the talk back. We're really going to use it. Oh, man. Oh, my God. As we find ourselves back in the study, the living room of the bed and breakfast, uh, you see Sal has has recovered his pin that is now much more punk rock having been stepped on. It still says Moon Age, uh, Moon Age Daydream. Oh. And why don't we just go around and uh, for all our goblins and for our guards, tell us uh, the favorite piece of candy that you found in your bag at the end of the night. Uh, hey, kid, why don't, we, why don't we start with you since you're the, the OG goblin here? Sure. Uh, hey, kid. Hicket has like uh, I guess a bunch of like candy and stuff, and then has those like gold bars that he pilfered from these houses, and has one for himself, and gives one out to each of the guards and and the other goblins, and then uh, sits down and goes, "Happy Halloween!" And then as he uh, Hicket says that, uh, the gold bars kind of just explode with chocolate. <laughs> it's just all over the place in Zeba's uh, uh, bed and breakfast, and. You cut to the ghoul at uh, the the flamethrower house with uh, worm, squirm, and germ. Their gold bars also have exploded everywhere, and they're loving. <laughs> they love it. 
I think Sal is sitting next to Hey Kid and has has given Hey Kid like a bunch of his candy, but has has opened like a king size bar of something, has eaten half it, given the other chocolate to Hey Kid, and is on the inside of the wrapper scribbling uh, song lyrics. And as he's scribbling, he kind of keeps looking uh, at Mr. Boggs, um, just kind of like in a very like um, like looking up to this person kind of way. Uh, and doesn't realize it, but he's essentially just recreating the lyrics of Hip to be Square. <laughs> <laughs> and is coming trying to come up with a, a song for Mr. Boggs. Oh, no. Uh, as a thank you. That's so charming. <laughs> <laughs> and Monday, what do you what do you find in your in your bag? So I'm I'm looking at the list that the that the book provides. I drew three sevens, so I get three different box of jocks. <laughs> whatever those are and I think Monday's just going like junk trash (laughs) just like going through it nothing's worth selling at um at the shop however I also drew a four and a four corresponds to a Wagner's unoriginal (laughs) so I pull it out and I'm just like what's this and then there's like a whisper that only I can hear that's just like can you hear me (laughs) This is good. This is good. <laughs> and as that whisper kind of lingers in Monday's ear, a glimmer in Monday's eye, knowing exactly the shelf that it's going to be going on in the gift shop, we begin to pull out into a very haunted September 15th as the moon is beginning to turn that sickly red color. And we hear off in the distance a wolf of some kind howl into the night. And as we hear that wolf, Gertrude finally finishes her brother's original. (laughs) (laughs) And she whispers to herself, tell your wife I say hey. (laughs) You you hear like whispers like in like in your ear. Thank you. (laughs) And that is the end of chapter 13. Hey kid goes a geisen. The theme song for Yuzeba's Bed and Breakfast, Stay, Won't You? Written and performed by Matt DeCaro. This episode featured the original song, It's Halloween, by Jay Stroutman. Yay! Oh my <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that was really sweet. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> If you're hearing this, that means you listen to every last second of this episode. If you're not caught up yet, that's great because then there's plenty more to listen to. But if you are caught up and you simply can't wait for the next episode, then you should head on over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and become a member of the Dice Pool. For just a few bucks a month, you'll get cast talkbacks, original games, and a full-length bonus actual play each and every month. As of the end of 2023, there is already over 20 hours of bonus audio, plus a whole bunch of other goodies to enjoy. So head on over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and jump into the dice pool. We'll see you there.